Smudger, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. It's been a long time coming. We've had this yeah, in man. Works oh, for ages, for me, man. <laughs> it has. It's Age. been weekend on, weekend off, yeah, for, yeah. forever. It's just been fucking really busy. Yeah, to be fair, we've both been pretty busy, mate. Um, like I said, before we even hit record, I'm not going to give certain things the time of day today, so we're just going to gloss over that and let the haters hate, and uh, we're going to continue on the path of righteousness. <laughs> <laughs> Positive vibes, dude. It is, mate. Positive vibes only, especially on the Granite Zero podcast, because that's what we like. But for those that don't actually know you, who are you? Obviously, you're Smudger. What, what, what's the story yeah. behind the Smudge? So basically, uh, joined the army when I was uh, when I was 18. Um, joined the Royal Artillery, uh, and then later on, went on to do uh, Force M3 Special OP Battery Selection. Um, I was like 2004, failed 2004, went on to 2005. Uh, passed that one and then later on got out in 2011 and went on the circuit. Um, did did several years on that. Did, I think did about four or five years and then jumped off that and, and came home and just tried finding my way way back home. Do you, do you find it a bit of a struggle to find your way back home? Like like you said, you you went on the circuit and for those of you that don't know, that's usually um, sort of close protection abroad, that sort of thing. Um, doing the alley bits, as as a lot of people would say. Um, did you find it to struggle back into? So you went from the military into into obviously carrying firearms as part of a close protection team. I'm, I'm assuming. And then uh, yeah. did you did you struggle to put all those behind and then and then crack on with a regular human job as you might say? Um, it it, it slightly was dude at the time because, um. There was a lot going on. Um, the company I was working for, uh, we, we were unaware of this, but there was things going on at government level back back with the U. It was a US company I was working for. Yeah, yeah. And there was stuff going on at uh, government level within the Afghan government. Um, and basically, April 2014, uh, it was just kind of a wind up to it all. And it was like, right, pack your bags, you're going on. Just bought a house. Um, had uh, I had I had steady wear savings, so I was covered financially for about a year, um, and then it was just a case of fucking getting on a flight and going home. It was quite stressful. I bet it was because it was like, what am, what am I going to do now? Tried getting back out on the circuit um, with other companies, and at that time the army was doing redundancies as well. So there was quite mm. although I had experience as a team leader working on DOD, so Department of Defense projects for the US government. Yeah. Although I had that experience, um, you know, and a lot of my experience was Afghan, it, it was still quite hard, mate, because um, there was a lot of people just floating about. That, that's the thing with um, a lot of people don't realize, like, like myself included, when I left, obviously I did a CP course to try and get onto the circuit. I did um, executive, so mine would have been more uh, high-end bankers, that sort of thing. But yeah. just, try, just trying to get any sort of job, it's like, have you got any experience in it? And it's like, even like you just said, you had fucking oodles of experience, but it's like, have you got any experience? It's like, well, no, but I can't gain experience if unless you're going to give me the opportunity to get experience. It's like a, it's a whirlwind. Um, and then I ended up just doing your regular fucking security bod job. Um, which I've now moved up the chain, which for me, fucking golden, mate. I'm actually quite enjoying my life at the minute. Um, but yeah, the circuit's always been oversaturated with a lot, <laughs> yeah. especially ex squaddies. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is, mate. It's it's massively saturated, and again, as as all these uh, wars start to calm down, like we've pretty much left Iraq bar, you know, a handful of troops from America, the US and, you know, the coalition and stuff, train, like training elements and special forces, obviously. But 
apart from that, we've pretty much pulled out of Iraq. Um, we're at, we're at the stages of pulling out of Afghan, um, yeah. and and the jobs are becoming thin on the ground. Um, but uh, unless you know somebody in the right place, yeah, exactly. It's, in, it's a lot of at the right time. Who you know instead of what you know, especially in in that sort of terms. Like I'm, I'm quite lucky now. I could quite, probably slip into a job quite easily with the fact that my old man works as part of a um, household security team um, with a quite a high up prince from a from a certain country that I won't disclose on here. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've been offered quite a few times. Tom, do you fancy going to do this? Like I would, but the reason why I left the military in the first place was to spend time with me wife and kids not to go gallivanting away for weeks on end um although the money would be fucking shit hot i'm sure but <laughs> yeah 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 to, to um just to move on away from sort of the military style topics that we we could probably talk for fucking hours and days and i'm sure but obviously you managed to settle and, and, and sort yourself out a, a pretty decent little company that you got there. For those that, that don't know, yeah. that would be the Alley Red Coat Apparel, which sporting uh-huh. today, as as is Smudge, obviously. Love it, mate. Genuinely. Nah, cheers, dude. Cheers, dude. Um again, it was it was an aspiration since leaving the circuit, like sort of mid to late uh, twenty fourteen. Um, at the time, head was all over the place trying to find employment, not having, you know, the money to invest, and obviously, with any business and any any person wanting to jump into the business, it's kind of experience as well. I mean, all these new young entrepreneurs or people starting. There's a lot of people out there, in particular within the veteran community, who are sort of venturing off into into yeah, yeah. their own business um you see it on Insta- instagram's massive for it you get to see all these all these companies you know sprouting up from the ground um which is which is good to see and people have got that ambition and drive to uh you know to to find something um one of which um i, I kind of found myself lost when i came back and one of the things i'll always say you know, if you if you're suffering with like mental illness, whether it's depression, PTSD, or whatever, like, I've, I've, in particular, you see it with guys leaving, yeah, yeah, um, and being lost. Uh, I think it's because a lot of people see the military as like their passion, like a passion for soldiering or yeah, yeah. the job they were doing. Yeah, definitely. Like the 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 job you the job you're doing is kind of like, um, you know. If you love your job, it's kind of finding that passion again, which is why I think a lot of people do go into working for themselves. Obviously, yeah. money, um, things like that. But finding a new passion, I think it helps headwise. Definitely. And I, I'm, I think I spoke about it with... Um, uh, what's his fucking name? It's got out of my head now. Oh, and you had him on the fucking show last week. Your mind's gone fucking... Um, Robust tours. We'll call him robust tours. Uh, John. That's it, John. Sorry, John. I know you listen. Um, I had a, had a fucking brain fart. I had a lot on, all right? Um, but yeah, we, we were discussing about um, the, the different apparel sort of companies that have come out. And the reason why both myself and John are, are drawn to yours is, that, is the fact that it's not just a fucking skull on a fucking T-shirt with I am Ali or whatever. It's like you you seem to get into the proper mindset of of your designs, whether it's going way back to the red coat days of of war fighting, yeah. or the alley one with fucking Winston Churchill. It it's different, and I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to it. Like for me, I, I was as soon as I saw your stuff online, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. I need to get some of that. And then you do other things. You don't just do the fucking T-shirts and the hats. You've got fucking hair wax, which is brilliant, by the way. Um, oh, cheers, man. <laughs> and, and all that sort of stuff. It's like, this is a proper awesome... I'm not just saying it because you're on the show, but it's, I, I fucking love it, mate. Genuine. Like, when I first well, got your hat man. and the T-shirt, my missus was like, why have you bought another hat and T-shirt? I went, it's fucking brilliant. 
That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, with with the products and cheers, cheers, dude. Like, I really yeah, do no appreciate like the support. Again, everybody who purchases from, you know, from the website and, and buys T-shirts and caps and all the other bits and pieces, like, you, you're not only, like, supporting the business, but you're kind of, like, supporting my my sort of dream and where I want to be. I mean, at, at this moment in time, we've been going for just over, we're coming up two and a half years now. We've been operational uh, selling the product. And we we still, to this day, we don't, we don't take from the business, fundum-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, everything just gets turned over and plowed back into it. And the reason for, especially at this moment in time, the reason for that is so that it survives. Yeah, and yeah. so that we give it, we give it every opportunity to succeed. Um, which, man, at this moment in time, it's fucking thriving. Um, uh, but that comes down to um, the customer as well, like the support. We've got some awesome people supporting us. Yeah, mate. Well, it's um, it's just fucking. It's just just shows that you've taken your passion from one thing, and then it's when you're passionate about it, you, you strive to make it as good a product or as good a business, as good as a podcast as, as you want to take it. If you're passionate about it, you're going to keep fighting to make it the best that you can make it. And just, I just love the fact that it's, it's all different. Your stuff. It's not all a fucking Apache on the back or like I said, a skull. I love the fact that you go back through history and find different avenues yeah when we first started sorry dude no, you when we first started we kind of lost we i was my head wasn't in a good place at the time and yeah. seeing other companies pop up um doing what i want to do with regards to how the company was going to be i kind of like put a lot of things on hold and i was like oh fuck it i've got in too late yeah um you know all i'm going to be seeing is you know, another brand copying another brand or it, it kind of like, it put me on the back foot a bit, but the way I see it now is regardless if somebody else is doing it, I mean, there's, there's like a million companies out there fucking making t-shirts and putting designs on t-shirts. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um, it's kind of like, the, it's all about the main meaning behind it. And, you know, if you can do something better then you can do something better then so be it. Um, don't don't be discouraged by what others are doing. Um, I mean, on social media, mate, I just try to, as as Alex from uh, DevSoc would say, I just try to fucking be as, um, you know, put myself in, have t- tunnel vision, so to speak, and just yeah, yeah. fucking don't don't look at what's going on around you. Um, I'm just keeping my head down and doing my thing i'm not bothered about what anybody else is doing so to speak now just fucking i'm just digging down yeah, and doing exactly. what i do and, and sometimes you have to be fucking selfish it, not saying that you're selfish but you know what i mean um in, in terms of your your product your business for, for example like i could i could be in a fucking terrible place right now. We've we've discussed this before, and I'm not going to give too much light. I could be in a fucking shit state right now with some of the things that have been yeah. coming back at me. But I'm in a very good place mentally. That the fact that I'm going to just solely focus on myself and what I'm still trying to achieve, which is yeah. I'm still trying to achieve fucking to to be well away from these issues that I hold. I'm no longer taking my antidepressants for example because i didn't want to be reliant on little white pills to balance my mood because for one they weren't balancing my mood they were just making me fucking numb and i didn't want to be i wanted i wanted to be able to feel as i'm sure you 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 might know as well like i wanted to be able to feel my emotions but still if i knew i was going down i would know that i'm i'm fucking i'm not in a good place right now i'll give fucking smudge yeah yeah smudge i ain't i'm not in a good place mate Fancy a chat. Yeah, sure. But on antidepressants, I didn't even have any of that. I was very just, uh, just numb, mate. It was fucking rats. Um, 
so yeah, like like I was saying, now I'm I'm very much like you. I'm just going to be completely tunnel vision. This is my podcast. I'm going to be fucking still recording it. It's my ambition to to spread the word, and that's what I'm going to fucking do. If I rub some people up the wrong way, then I do. You know what I mean? It's yeah, you can't well, keep everybody happy it, to. It's it's, it's, a, it's a, that fucking age old saying. Fucking opinions are like assholes. Everyone's fucking got one. Um, exactly. Yeah. And if, <laughs> but we digress. If people don't, <laughs> you've got like two types of pe- people who like you and people who don't. And sadly, yeah. the world's like that, isn't it? So yeah. and, and, it is what it is, dude. And like, like, like you just said then, mate, everyone, 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 you're either going to have someone who doesn't like you or someone who will like you. But unfortunately, everyone has now got a platform where they can voice their own opinion uh and spread hate and, and what have you but fuck them um yeah fuck them dude but yeah um so just touching on the little things that i try and use now to um keep myself fucking focused i, I i've gone back to using cbd oil that's one of the things that i use and obviously rocking the infusion that i that friends of the the podcast and supporters of the podcast and what have you um but i know that you like to uh use other sort of substances to uh keep your mind active and and going on different you might want to say trips should we say trips Uh, i I don't like me personally i don't use like trips i don't use the word trip or anything like that because it's kind of, I don't know. It kind of comes with the stigma of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I get, I get what, that. What a lot of yeah, yeah. So it's more of an experience, or oh, that, that's a better way um, to say it, Smudge. Actually, experience. Like, like for for example, I've never used um, any sort of psychedelic or anything like that um, because uh, let's just face it, because I'm fucking petrified, mate, of what would happen if I took one. Um, but obviously, yeah, you've well, um, you've been on some experiences. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of like a newbie to to sort of like the use of it. I mean, let's get it straight. It's it's a fucking class A drug as well. It's, a, yeah. it's illegal. Um, I mean, there's various forms of it. There's various ways you can use it. Um, but there's also there's a stigma that comes comes with it. But looking through it all, the, there's massive benefits to it um as well as negatives uh, like anything there's yeah, cool. benefits and negatives to it to anything i mean and uh, and to be honest like how how i got around to sort of like the position i'm in with with everything um you know like you and a lot of other people um you know i've had i've had my my share of issues um since like 2014 I'll, I'll always say is, is coming home because that's what I did. Like I came home and I haven't fucking ventured back off or tried to, uh, you know, to go back down that lifestyle that, that yeah. I had. Um, and it, a lot of issues came up prior to that. Um, whilst working away, I've had issues um, and just being in denial. And my wife and my kids, are, like no difference now to what I was. But I was on meds. I was on, I was on all sorts of meds. They pushed me on like sort of the higher end of metazapine, which turned me into a zombie. Mate, when I when I was working and I was on like metazapine, mate, I couldn't even fucking count. Like I worked for a kit and equipment company. Yeah, and you couldn't even count count fucking. Fucking hell. Yeah, I couldn't even count. I couldn't even (laughs) count like stock or anything like that, mate. It just fucking, it it just turned me into a complete utter zombie. And I was I was on them for about six months. It was affecting my work. It was affecting me. I was struggling to get up, struggling to do fizz. And they put me on sertraline, and I was on beta blockers. It was like anxiety every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and panic attacks, fucking all sorts, dude. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it. No, that's fine. But, um, but yeah, I was having all sorts of issues. Then we uh, we remortgaged the property. Um, couple of years back which is how we sort of got into business and also i used it for um self-funding for therapy uh, so i went through self-funded therapy again because 
combat stress and all these other, well, I won't say all of them, but in particular combat stress, um, eventually, once I got diagnosed with PTSD, they pushed me, they pushed me through the NHS channels and I couldn't, I couldn't afford to leave work yeah. to go have treatment. It was either treatment and get better or, and treatment, get better and not get paid or stay at work and try and find, find my own way, which yeah, is what I, mate, when, I, I, when I went, when I went through, um, I, I had to, I was paying for my own therapy and I was like, I've, just can't afford it as much as it was helping they only scratched the surface a little bit um and it was helping me to articulate what i wanted to say in in terms of how i was feeling because i was always locking it in because of the, of the stigma behind it like i always mention and you know i shouldn't be feeling like this i didn't see this this and this on tour i didn't do this this and this on tour why am I feeling like shit? There's, there's people that have done more things that should be feeling like shit and they're not. They're all right. Why am I a cunt, basically? So I, it wasn't until I did yeah. therapy, they opened me up a little bit. Um, and then more so when I went and did the inner armor coaching, they opened me up some more and, and found a lot of hidden um, issues and problems that I had growing up. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just couldn't afford to keep keep going to, to therapy basically um so i i put on a, a bit of a persona and was like oh i've done therapy now i'm fine now but in in, in reality yeah. i probably should have done a, a load more sessions in 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 hindsight you know as they always say in hindsight you have 2020 vision don't you but yeah it is what it is and you know without without going to the therapy without doing that i wouldn't have found a voice and i wouldn't have had a fucking podcast and I wouldn't be fucking sat chatting with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean ther- therapy therapy does work. Um and you know it's it's done me wonders. It's it's the type of therapy and the therapist that um yeah that makes the difference. I mean the therapist I was going to um it was working but it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent um so I kind of like Chinned it off, um, quit my meds because I was, I was suffering with horrendous migraines, like chronic migraines every day for, for years, which led me on to um, an addiction to codeine. I yeah. was dropping codeine every day, which would chill me out. Um, and yeah, I just, I just stopped my meds, stopped drinking. Um, which again is like a massive depressant as well. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. So, so I've been sober two years now. Oh, congratulations! Um, so, quit quit drinking. Um, am I, am I gonna stop drinking forever? I, probably not. I don't know. I'm just I'm happy. I'm in a happy place right now. I don't need I don't need the drink. Um, but I was drinking a lot. Stop that shit. Um, and at that time, I, I met. Um, I met one of the girls from Rocks Recovery uh, through a friend, Sam. Um, and Lee came up to the shop. We had a bit of a chat. And she could see there was, like, issues. She, like, we didn't talk about it. That wasn't a reason for coming up. But I, I managed to get into therapy with Rock to Recovery. And that was kind of, like, the changing point for me. Like, the therapist was completely different and the, yeah, yeah. the type of therapy. Um, and I always thought Rock to Recovery was kind of off grounds with it being... Um, you know, from Royal Marines, um, I thought it was kind of like all Royal Marines when it's not, it's yeah, open yeah. for, but it's open that's to a, That's uh, exactly what arms. I thought, mate, as well. Um, Until I actually spoke to him and they were like, no, no, we help all fucking cat badges, which is one of the reasons why, just a complete fucking tangent here, which is one of the reasons why I've chosen them uh, to raise money for during, for our football match that we're doing. Because because of the amount of people they help, yeah. no matter what the fucking cat badge. It's like, yeah, they are predominantly for or from the Royal Marines charity, but they're like, we're all fucking inverted commas in a in a brotherhood or in a in a military family. Of course, we're going to help everybody. You know what I mean? Which is how it should be. But yeah, yeah. Hands sorry, down mate. the just, best. Just, just, just no, it's all right. Just cutting in. Hands down the best. <laughs> 
therapy I've been into, mate, hands down. Um, they've, mate, they dig out blind. And mate, honestly, I, they, that was the turning point for me and my family. But they, they also um, conduct uh, therapy for families. So mm. it's not just you suffering. I mean, at the end of the day, your family's suffering as well because they're having to go through it as well. Uh, so, yeah, family's been through it. Um, and then afterwards, still kept up with um, with a couple of therapy sessions. But during, I'd say during the last year, I've been studying a, you know, about psychedelics. And one of the things that triggered it off was watching the likes of Joe Rogan and, yeah. you know, which leads on to other people, you know, who've, you know, who've done it um, and, and the help it's, it's give them. I mean, you've got a couple of, a couple of companies or charities leading the way on it in the UK. You've got um, Heroic Hearts Project UK, um, which is kind of like, little sister of um, Heroic Arts in the US who are doing like awesome stuff with maps um, like the science behind uh, psychedelics and yeah. helping um, people suffering with PTSD and depression and stuff. Um, I mean, they send people away to various different sites throughout the world and, and they go through um, ayahuasca ceremonies like Dave Rad Dave Radban went out with yeah, yeah 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 he, he did uh, he did ayahuasca but just re like doing loads of research on it um, is, is what got me into it and obviously the, the next stage of it is um, having the balls to do it and um, finding a source to, to yeah, yeah. you know to get hold of it I mean that, that's probably one of the hardest things is um, sort of committing to it and finding it. But one, once you've established those two, it, it then comes down to, you know, how, how you're going to conduct it um, and, and where you're going to do it. It's all about setting, setting. Um, so having your head in the right place and finding a safe, comfortable location to, to do it and also having somebody to watch over you who's, who's sober and who you trust and who has an understanding of you. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of like where, where it all began. Um, and benefits it's had for me. I'm not, I'm not going to get into what I've taken. Um, it's just a psychedelic substance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But um, like my, for instance, my first experience, um, Jesus, mate, it fucking, I, it, it utter changed my thought process and, and, you know, what's been going on in my life, um, which leads me on to, like, another thing. Um, it's helped me both physically and mentally, uh, sorry, physically and mentally. So from a physical standpoint of view, uh, I was having, like, cluster headaches. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally for three years because of, it, I, I don't, can't, can't put my finger on it. I think it was the medication I was taking. And when I weaned myself off the medication, I was still having these migraines every day. And when when I took my first dose of psychedelics, like that was completely utter gone. And I haven't had like a migraine since. That's a, that's a, um, well, that's a fucking positive straight away. Right. Yeah, I mean, so those migraines are gone, which, you know, has lifted my mood that I'm not having them. Um, and if you can do your own research, you can go read about these things and still like it's scientifically proven that psychedelics will or can get rid of uh, the cluster headaches. It's like uh, it unlocks, by... your, unlocks your mind, doesn't it? In, in a way where it's like, it's like a little key. It's like, there you go. Have a little bit extra of your own brain. Um, yeah. I mean, so the science behind it all is, so you've got your conscious, conscious and unconscious. So you've got your left side, which is your conscious, and then yeah. you've got your right side, which is your unconscious. And the two work differently to each other. Um, and obviously, your unconscious um, mainly sort of uh, it sort of collects images, um, whereas like your left side more verbally. 
um, which is the way like PTSD um, works as well. So your unconscious is collecting all these images um, of, what, of what you've been through or it's, it's locking away these bad experiences. Um, and now and again, your brain will fucking will chuck these things at you. Or if you see something that's triggering, yeah, um, yeah, it'll give it'll it'll fire it back at, at you. Now you don't you don't you don't have access to your unconscious, um, and with the psychedelics, so psychedelics mimic um, serotonin, um, and, and your ser- serotonin is created from your gut, which again it's you, you are what you eat. So if you yeah. eat healthy healthy food, you know it's going to create you know positive like good serotonin, which is then going to give you a good vibe. Um, and then your, your serotonin attaches to your R2 receptors in your brain. So it mimics it and it tells serotonin, fuck off, we're coming in. And like the psychedelic drug comes in and then it, it, it virtually has fucking control over your, your conscious and unconscious, um, which is, you know, where all these things can come from. Um, and it, it sort of unlocked various things, sort of feelings and what I'd had, um, not in a negative way. I haven't had like a negative uh, negative experience, but um, but the positives I've taken from it, or the message it was trying to send, was like to spend more time with my family and loved ones, and yeah. you know, like not giving a fuck about what people think. Um, various other things, like various other personal things, but um, it's lifted my mood. Um, I don't. Like taking it the first time, I'd, I'd never, you don't get addicted to them or addicted to psychedelics or anything. It's kind of like, you could just take it once, mate. And if it's if it's done what it's needed to do, then you can just fucking walk away from it. It's like Terence McKenna. Terence McKenna, he was like a massive advocate of it. And he was, he'd always say like, once once the call's finished, fucking hang up. So once you're done with what you need to achieve, then hang yeah. it up, don't fucking continue. Um, now, you know, I don't think I'm done with it yet. There's things I want to achieve and things I want to do with it. Um, not, not personally in my own home or anything, but I wouldn't mind, you know, heading off and doing like an ayahuasca ceremony um, like Dave did and, and of, sort of... Hell of an experience, that would con- be. Yeah, like confronting my shadow. Um, yeah, yeah. Sort of like all the, ne- all the negative shit that's been collected up all these years. Yeah, um, I, I find when I um, start dwelling on, on things that happened in the past and start stressing over things, that, for example, like what are happening now that we spoke about earlier, um, obviously my mood changes. Of course it will. You know, that, that's, that's a given. Um, but what will happen is when my stress levels increase, then, then things start happening in, in – quite possibly the un- unconscious mind especially when i'm asleep so i, I suffer from sleep sleep paralysis uh, i can't remember what the actual term is now off the top of my head um sleep apnea that's the one yeah so when i when i start going into a, a complete stressful state that's when these fucking dream not dreams or whatever you want to fucking call them start happening where i become paralyzed in my in my sleep can't fight can't help her in and the worst ones are when I'm really uber stressed and I, and I get them because that's when uh, the, the only way I describe it is, is the Dementor from fucking Harry Potter will, will come through, through my bedroom door and I'm fucking trying to get my missus attention. Cause I think I'm awake. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to get the missus yeah, attention, yeah. but I can't move. I'm trying to shout. Nothing's happening. And this thing is coming at me to try and, in my head, in my eyes, take my soul away. Um, yeah. And it, and it is scary. It's horrible. Um, my missus has been there, obviously, because she sleeps next to me, but she's been there a few times where I'm like going into that fucking state and I'm starting making these funny noises like I'm drowning somehow. Um and then she's trying to wake me up, but I can see her waking me up, but I can't move to then wake myself up. It's it's horrible, mate. It's disgusting. Man, I and yeah, you yeah. fucking dreams are horrible, man. Yeah, that, especially those ones. <laughs> They're fucking disgusting. But I've I've had them since since a kid, mate. 
and I, I put it down to obviously the the raising in levels of stress and 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 if the horrible fucking anxiety and depression start trying to grab hold of me a little bit that's when it happens and like my, like my brother said um to me yesterday he was like mate you you've been bullied since you were four years old and you've always managed to deal with it in the end so it's not something new which is kind of a crazy thing when you think about it since like nearly 30 years i've always had some sort of bullying and that which i never really thought about until i obviously started writing um write my book and 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 started talking more speaking to the therapists and what have you and having having that at the back of my mind is like oh that's probably why i take things to heart a bit more than i should instead of having a, well fuck that sort of stuff it's 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 i've always had people there that have always tried to knock me down you know what i mean and that sort of stuff always sort of comes back at me especially now in in sleep and and things like that and people coming at you thinking that you're making stuff up and 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 all that it's just nonsense at the end of the day and yeah you've got to try and smash through it and find different ways of like like you did with the psychedelics i use cbd oil um which i've i i use daily to try and get rid of anxious thoughts and feelings and, and what have you um has it worked I, I I wholeheartedly believe it it works the CBD oil, um, but I've never uh, I've never been one to like light up a spliff or anything like that to see if marijuana helps as much as the likes of Joe Rogan say it helps and, and things like that. I've never done any of that, um, but the oil itself I don't. To be honest, I don't know if it's because I've been told that it works well so it's like a placebo effect so i'm like well it works yeah. so i'm telling myself it works or whether it actually fucking works do, do, do you know what i mean <laughs> it's, it's one of those strange ones and I, I find that with a lot of things like do, is that bothering me because someone's told me to it bothers me or is it actually bothering me um yeah so i think you get that with a lot of things you know what i mean yeah i mean i i i, I tried cbd oil um, I tried CBD one and for me th th there was just that many out there that um, you couldn't physically go around and buy everyone to, yeah, to, see to which figure out which, which one works for you yeah um, so I, I tried CBD one and it did work um, sort of anxiety did lift slightly um, but um, it's it, it's an expensive unless you you know somebody who who makes it or you can get like a decent discount or yeah. unless you've got the money to do to yeah. do so like it, it can become an expensive sort of um you know self-prescribed yeah, sort of definitely. drug so to speak um i mean it work but i couldn't really afford to keep keep up with it at the time yeah. i'm i'm quite um, lucky in that aspect uh, of it um as as i said infusion um gift me every now and then uh, a little tube or they'll send me the gummy sweets which are very moorish fucking i could have eaten them all mate but i was like now i've got to rush myself on these <laughs> <laughs> um so i was lucky in that aspect. but i did um i did use a few other companies before before i actually tried infusion and, and infusion actually suits me perfectly and again it's like everything you find that find something that you click with in in and and if it works for you, then it works for you. Um, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's finding what works for you. I mean, there's there's people out there who are taking prescribed drugs and they're not working. Um, yeah. you know, and they might find something that isn't so easy to get a hold of, or something maybe illegal, or maybe your prescribed drugs are working for you. I know people that are taking sort of antidepressants and things like that, and it's working for them. But everybody's chemical, yeah, yeah. everybody's chemicals, and the way the body works and the mind works is and different. everybody's mind's different as well, which is which is a yeah. easy thing. But I, I totally agree with you there, especially with the antidepressants and things like that. Um, going back to that, um, I'm not saying they don't work, by the way, um, listeners. 
because they do work. No, it no. worked for me perfectly yeah. fine. But I found that there were other aspects in my life that it was taken away from. A bit like you were saying, you can when you were on certain things, your your counting ability, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I found that I was in a constant state of being numb. Um, and other aspects of my life personally weren't working. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Um, but yeah, so I had to I had to make a decision. I made the wrong decision at, at first where I just went cold turkey completely off them. And my mood went from yeah. balance to, oh shit, I'm down here again. And then all of a sudden I'm back up here again. It's like, no, Tomo, fucking control you focus yourself instead of like i said earlier i needed to be able to feel things i didn't want to be numb and that's where a lot of like like going back again to getting the therapy that suits you as well i take a lot of uh pride and inspiration from al mcgregor who does inner armor um who i've spoke about countless times on here through positive uh psychology and post-traumatic growth and, and all that sort of stuff yeah um you basically finding the things that are your light when you go into a dark place you've then got your torch or candle to fucking bring you back out um which luckily for me i happen to have a very good support network around me whether it's my wife um my kids my brother my dad uh people like yourself who literally reach out to me if, you, if you've seen something or or heard something's not right you're like are you all right do you want to have a quick chat Fuck them, yeah. um, that sort of thing. Um, and, and having the likes of you and Steve Nichols, Chris Michaels, you know, those people who I've never met, but are also in, in like a, a support network bubble, you might say. You know, it's, it's just golden, mate. I've, I fucking love it. Having the fact that I've had people who I used to call friends that aren't. And you're like, well, how was I even your mate? And then it's like, but then I've got all these new people just through the, the power of social media, which is a double-edged sword. Um, because it does yeah, give I was about the ability so. to fucking throw shit at you. It does it does have that. But it also connects the likes of me and you, um, which, is, which is fucking, which is fucking boss. It's fucking brilliant. It's Ali or whatever you want to fucking say. And it's good, mate. Um, but yeah, like I said, Al McGregor in the inner armor techniques taught me a lot about myself and about where my issues lied. Um, and a lot of people who do throw a lot of crap and shade. When I went to do the inner armor course, I was surrounded by people um, that were full colonels, that were uh, generals, that were had MBEs that led the fucking invasion into Iraq in 03, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? But <laughs> being around all those people, I, there was a bloke that was the the top, he was the top commanding officer of the counterterrorism unit for the Met Police that dealt with the 7-7 bombings and things like that. And I was like, why am I here with all these fucking people? I've, I, I have a very limited knowledge on any anything and it's like and it's and then when you actually sat and spoke with them they were like we're all the same mate we've all got issues we've, we've all dealt with things differently and and being able to talk to each person there's a couple that were a part of um rock to recovery or or are connected to rock to recovery should i say and the royal marine charity um but sitting there and chatting with these full colonels and things like that and they're like no tommy you're of course you're going to see things differently. Of course you're going to do this. And there's a, a whole new fucking support bubble that I've created through another thing. And so I've got, and it just helps knowing that there are people out there that aren't what I would call cunts. It's nice to have actual nice people like yourself. Like you didn't have to come on the show and have a chat with me, but you were like, nah, we need to, we need to have a, have a chat, get things, get things done. And, it's just it's it's just refreshing, mate. You get a lot of shit, like like you said, you've had a lot of shit in in the past as well. And it's like it's nice to have people to talk to that lift your mood. Like I was I was a fucking zombie earlier when it went and did the food shop at Little. Came home and my missus went, "What's wrong with you? Why are you so grumpy still?" It's like, well, you know you know why I'm still grumpy, but 
But now I've had a fucking, I've had a little bit of a heart to heart. I've had an open up and a fucking episode of the show. And now I'm going to go back in there and I'm going to be a fucking completely different person. Yeah, that's what it's about, dude. I mean, again, it's your, it's your passion, isn't it? It's your new passion. It's, it's what, it's what drives you and what, you know, plays your head. Yeah, exactly. You know, it gives you positive, positive vibes and stuff. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, you, you touched on it earlier about social media, like about being a double-edged sword and it, it fucking massively is. Um, you can, you can go on there and there's piles of negativity, um, more than positive. And if, if you see, if you've got negative people on there yeah, or anything you don't want to see, even whether they're friends or not, I mean, just fucking get rid of them. Yeah. It'll make your day so much better. Just by removing that element of your life, because social media is such a massive part of everyone's life now. Everybody, everybody's got a phone. It's on the phone. I mean, there's certain things you can do to to sort of, you know, restrict the amount of use that you have with social media. Um, something that we try and implement is like having sort of days off it, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe a, maybe a Sunday, right? We're not touching social media. Put your phone down. We're going for a walk or something. Yeah, we've been we've been um, doing that. Yeah, we've been going out on walks. It's usually a Sunday, um, but then I found like because on a Sunday also is my main day to record. This is a this is a bonus having the smudge on on a Saturday. Um, but yeah, on um on a Sunday we'll go out and have a have a, a a nice family walk, and it's like right, I'll leave my phone in the car or whatever, or I'll leave it at home. It's like I don't need it. Don't need to be fucking scrolling through Instagram just to see if I had a fucking extra like on a photo. Sorry. Yeah, it, it takes over you. It takes over it does. life. It does, and and sometimes I feel like I'll put a, a a post where I've like taken a long time to write a decent narrative that goes with the photo, and I'm like, I haven't had many likes on this. This is this, and then you look at someone else who's got a fucking thong bikini on it's got a thousand likes so why is that getting the oh it's it's an ass that's why that's fine but you know what I mean? wearing a fucking bikini man yeah i'm gonna start taking fucking thong <laughs> bikini shots with my uh with my fucking dad belly going on um <laughs> <laughs> but i don't it's oh but yeah it's it's the it's the same thing it works both ways for for me it's like yeah i can block and delete all these people which I've done quite a bit of that over the last two days. Um, but it also works for them as well. If I'm putting stuff out that you don't like, why comment on it? Just fucking go, I don't want to follow that. But whatever makes them happy. If, yes. it's, if, it, if it's making them happy to throw shit at me, crack on. It's not going to stick anymore. Yeah. Yeah, just you could look at, at you know, at the end of the day, they're constantly thinking about you. You know, yeah. if, if if they're that pent up and let, let them waste the time, let them waste that fucking energy, you know, being a, you know, being a fucking dick, scrolling through your social media, trying yeah. to find something that they can lay hate on. Just, yeah. just let them do it. Yeah, and, exactly, mate. Exactly. Um, and you crack on. Yeah. So just going to quickly touch back on your, on your, um, your little company. I know you just said you don't like, you don't like talking too much shop. But is it is it you that develops each design, or, or do you collab with someone else? Do you do the drawings and, and whatnot? Because it's fucking it, a pretty fucking alley, mate. I must say. So we've got a couple of artists um, that we use right now, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I'll come up with an idea. I'll give it a quick rough sketch. Get me fucking crayons out and things. Because <laughs> <laughs> the crayons you haven't eaten. <laughs> yeah <laughs> red one red one's testing ISIS man um so yeah um i'll i'll do a quick sketch um and then i'll just collaborate with them and we'll we'll rattle through it until we get that particular design right yeah um but um it's it's very simple i mean at first i started doing it all myself but with my skill set, I could only take it so far, and I, I just was not getting the look that I wanted. Yeah, um, and it took, for, it took to forever to find. Yeah, I mean it was, but 
you've just got to find a way for it, like to, to fight through that. And yeah, sure. And now we're, we're kind of in a really good place with our artists, our products, um, and also our future I- ideas and where we want to be. I mean, as a business as well, it's, and now and then you'll get like a message from people saying, hope you have a good one lads this and that you know every everyone surmises that you know there's me and about five other squaddies or veterans doing this but in the reality of, of it all it's just me that like that runs the social media does all the design work uh, product research and various other things and then my wife, she helps with the admin side of things. So she does the majority of the shipping um, and the accounts, things like that. So it's a joint effort between us both. Um, and last year was just a fucking utter nightmare because she fell ill last January. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it resulted, uh, it took a year to get um, to get a fully back up and running i mean she's only just getting back on her feet but it resulted in like a hysterectomy and it was just utter fucking nightmare so the brand's pretty much got put on the back burner last year i mean i know there was covid going on um there was bigger things going on but to be honest like it was in the it wasn't even in the back of our minds we were just concentrating on what was going on in our own little family yeah, of course. i mean she's yeah. good now but oh, like, she was like seriously ill but yeah, I mean, it's just me and her, like doing doing the business, the smudges against the world. So, and you and you, I've got the fucking the dogs as well, mate. You're a nice dog. Yeah, I've got the two the two <laughs> huskies. Beautiful dogs, mate. Jack and Luna. They all they do is just fucking mess everything up, dude. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're I'm, awesome, still, I'm still trying to convince Kate um, to let me have a fucking dog. She's like, no, we ain't got time for a dog. I went, well, I do have time for a dog. She's like, no, we're not having one. So I'm trying to get the girls on side, um, especially the, the, the youngest, because she's got, um, as I would call, puss in boots eyes. So they're fucking ginormous. So it's like, <laughs> give, give give mummy the, the, the eyes and get me a dog. She's like, well... The dog won't get on with the cat. It's like, wow, they will. They'll be fine. So let me have a damn dog. We've got, well, we've got the two huskies and we've got the three Bengals. We've got three Bengal cats. And mate, fucking Zach hasn't eaten any of them. So yeah. they get on all right. Again, it's it's an excuse, isn't it? Like there's nothing better than on a, you know, on a night or on a morning, you know, just going for that walk, going for a walk with, with your animals. Yeah, and- that's what I've been trying to say to to the missus. Like I've had a few of my um close mates that have said they've got dogs that are like they are unbelievable stress relievers as well. Cause yeah, they're just they're just loving. Like that's all you need. Just get a dog. So I might just yeah come in from work. I might just sneak and get one and you just bring it home. Yeah, you come in from work and your dog's there waiting for you. And it, yeah, no matter what, it's always going to be happy to, to meet and greet you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, that's what we need in life. It's an awesome thing. Yeah, mate, definitely. So what, what else you got planned for this this weekend? Anything fun, exciting? Well, the much-anticipated Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight. That is going to be a good fight, I think. Yeah, so there's there's that. And I'm looking forward to the uh, to the Mike Chandler fight, see how he gets on Yes. with his uh, debut yeah. in the US. Obviously, a lot of the... Um, a lot of people sleep on on old Chandler, but he's a, a three time fucking world champion in different organisations, mate. He's a fucking animal. Um, yeah, but Dan Hooker, dude, fucking he's uh, exactly, exactly. That's what I was about. To, I was literally just about to say the same thing. They, he's a bad matchup for Chandler because of because of how sneaky his strikes are and how good he is on on the feet and whatever. I just think I think they've pulled it out of the bag with the with this with this fight. You know what I mean? It's going to be a good one going to be a good one it is it's I was a little bit gutted on on Wednesday um, with the result of my uh, my buddy Mason Jones um, I watched it, it was I, I, I was I don't know if I had my fucking blinkers on but I thought he'd done enough I know um, I know he took a lot of damage but he's got a Ricky Hatton face he's got a lot of scar <laughs> tissue um, but what a hell of a fight though 
for, for your debut. You know what I mean? He's, he's made a, a lot of waves there, um, I think. Um, but it was the best but hardest fight I've ever watched, I think, because personally being invested in it, obviously he's been on the show uh, four or five times, I think now. Um, it was, it was, it was like, that's my mate. And there's this big fucking hard bastard that keeps blasting him in the face. And it's like, well, stop hearing my friend. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was hard, mate. It was hard watch, but I thought he did enough, but obviously the judges saw differently and it is what it is. Uh, yeah. They, they're quite, um, they're quite ruthless. The judges, especially from like, from those big events, like the UFC and stuff, they are, they're ruthless. Um, you never know which way it's going to yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. When and I was saying to me, brother, again, I think a lot of people would have been happy with a draw, but they just don't seem to like giving draws out for some reason. Um, because that could have gone either way. And I'm sure either fighter would have gone, that could have gone either way. But at the end of the day, he came out with fucking 50K. So I'm sure he's happy. I'm sure he'll put that somewhere to, to good use. By me and yeah, fight it. of the night, dude. <laughs> Seeing as he's guest of the year, Two years in a yeah. row, I'm sure he could get me a new shed if he wanted. Um <laughs> get in your studio. Must be fucking Baltic in there, dude. I've got a little heater on at the minute and it's blasting away quite nicely. Um the one problem I have is because of the direct it, it literally the sun is directly on it. So I get a lot of condensation, which then obviously leads to fucking damp in here. So I come in every now and then and the floor is soaking. It's like Jesus Christ. But it seems to have um Settled down a little bit. I've had a bit of a change around. You've got to start move. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I've had a little change around, move some um, some of my photos about because I was having a strop and I was like, I don't want that being shown anymore. Um, <laughs> I had a little strop and got rid of some of the um, some of the other bits and bobs. But it's coming along, mate. It's coming along. We're getting there. We've got to start somewhere. So like who have you got for the fights? Who have you got for the fights? Uh... I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going Poirier for the, uh, for the main event. And I think, I think Poirier's come along a lot since their, their first fight. Um, and I think he's a lot more patient, a lot more calm. He's not going to come at fucking McGregor like a bull in a china shop. And I know it's a bit of a cliche, but I still think that Connor's got his mind elsewhere. I know he looks like he's he's on on point. He's doing his bit. He's, but yeah, I still think that his mind is still firmly set on trying to get to um, in the business world. I think, but I also kind of hope that he proves me wrong because there's nothing bigger than a McGregor fight. No, I'm kind <laughs> of hoping that it's it's either gonna end early. Connor's going to end it early or it's going to be a long drawn out fight and I think if it get, if it becomes a long drawn out fight then Aurea's got like yeah, a he's got the edge on that I think. he's got a, a bit more durability yeah I mean you know some of his fights that he's had with you know um, oh fucking just left my head there um, uh, Gaethje and you know, Alvarez and yeah Justin Gaethje and all like that that fight with Gaethje was fucking unbelievable like it was just non-stop and if it turns yeah. into something like that, yeah, he, he he puts on a lot of pressure, and his his striking skills are fucking brilliant. Um, but McGregor, a lot of people still think that he's limited in his in his stuff. He he wouldn't be as where he is if he was limited. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I I actually enjoy watching McGregor fight. A lot of people don't like him for whatever reason because he's mouthy and, and what have you, but he's a fucking good fighter. And what yeah, he did, like to, what he like did to what he did to Cerrone was like the way he adapted it, smashed him in the face with his shoulder and whatnot. It's like, he knows all yeah. these different fucking, Oh, I just think it's going to be a good fight, mate. It's going to be a good fight. Definitely. Yeah. I'll, I want hooker to win. I want hooker to win the uh, call main event. Yeah. Um, just for the simple reason. He's like, Fucking New Zealand lad. I, I, um, like, I like uh I like rooting for the underdog as well. I do like an underdog. Yeah, I mean but uh that, that one's gonna be a really good fight. I mean I've just got a feeling he's gonna fucking try and take it to the ground though. 
think uh, Chandler's gonna think he's gonna get fucking smashed up on his feet and he's just gonna yeah, take it to the ground down, every yeah. chance he gets. That's what happens. But, um, dive, no, it'd be dive in for a single leg and you'll see Hooker do a flying knee to his face, a bit like fucking uh, <laughs> Mars Vidal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Venom Page. Yeah. Like when he fucking smashed uh, what you call him? Oh, fucking oh, the cyborg, wouldn't it? Yeah. Santos. He smashed Cyborg and, yeah, smashed him in the head. Broke his like career. his career. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> so you want to be a fighter? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be epic, mate. It is, mate. I'm looking forward to it. And me. Um, I think, mate, I think we, I think we should uh, knock it on the air there. You know, we've done a good hour, hour and a bit. Hour. Yeah, man. If you're happy with that, I mean, yeah, mate, I'm I'm good with that. I'll go in and because I've got to sort out some bits indoors with the missus, make sure she's all right and not fucking pacing about the house. Um, but I I've, I find I'm going to try and do sort of uh, not as long episodes because I was fucking knocking some out that were like two and a half hours long, and it's like well, who's got two and a half hours to listen to me chat? Um, but I, but I also believe we've touched on a lot of fucking hard-hitting subjects there, mate, as well. And what a lot of people got to realise is that everybody's different. And the Red Coat Apparel peril is fucking awesome. So make sure you buy some. Just saying. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I appreciate that, dude. Um, like, I'll, I'll just touch on, like, Lastly, I mean, everybody's a fucking growing up in that. But, like, with regards to the psychedelic stuff and, you know, people suffering out there, like, don't, don't just think, like, oh, well, it, it, it's working for him or, yeah. you know, he's doing this, I'm going to fucking give it a blast. Like, so it took, like, I was researching for, like, all oh, yeah. the year, dude, yeah. before I got the balls to do to do it and again even every every time i jump into an episode with it you know and and have an experience like i'm still fucking nervous and a lot of the time i'm i struggle to do it um but you know the main thing is like do your research in it and make sure your fucking head's in a good place yeah don't go in and in a really bad fucking headspace because you will and by yourself like if make sure you've got someone sober around you to look after you um but that's on from that point of view that that's all i wanted to say but like fucking you know again like a shout out to you know all the guys who fucking support me um like yourself um bravo company coffee got sea wolf crafts raise the black flag over in the states um, robust tours mad dog adventures you know there's fucking loads out there um exactly. that support the brand but those are the those are the main ones that yeah and, same, same i can pretty much list exactly the same people mate um obviously i have a, a few others like the dark side podcast with um chris michaels who helped me write the the granite yeah. book which has got mixed reviews um but also things like uh infusion cbd my brother and and what have you that all these people that stick by you are the ones that you want to listen to, not the fucking knobheads that think they know it all. So yeah. <laughs> but once again, uh, Smudge, cheers for cheers for t- giving me your time and uh, coming onto the show. No, anytime, man. Anytime. I really appreciate the invite. Definitely get you back on, mate. Hundred percent. And uh, I appreciate it. Take a, take a few more um, experiences and and have a good chat about it. <laughs> all right mate. we'll see how we get on yeah definitely all right dude all right, stay safe mate you too bro